And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Kane's Midwest, right-handed pitcher, third baseman, and DH, and one of the top uncommitted players in the state of Indiana. We got Pernell Whitset on the JKR Podcast for the Kane's Midwest Baseball Series, presented by Bayou City Baseball Company. Pernell, pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Doing good, man. You know, first off, thanks for coming on the show. You know, I talked to you there for a little bit there. I didn't carry, you know, had you part of Battle Indiana as well. So pumped to finally get this rolling. And again, like I said, thanks for coming on the show. But um, before we dig into travel baseball there with the Canes Midwest, before we dig into high school ball there in Fort Wayne, your recruiting process, your on the field play. I got one question I like to ask everybody that gets to start off the JKR podcast. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Pernell Whitset? Well, um, well, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've been playing baseball since before I can even remember. Uh, I try to, I try to live, I try to like, like the way I'm like, I try to live like the way I'm a teammate to my teammates. Like I try to just stay positive through everything. Make sure, make sure I can always try to find, get somebody to smile and uh, lift somebody up. Okay. And I can definitely see that from that time there, I spent down there in North Carolina with you guys, you were definitely one of those main guys that were, you know, maybe pumping guys up or, you know, throwing jokes or, you know, whatever, keeping that team chemistry high. So that's good to hear. But um, first segment, yeah, I want to dig into travel baseball. Let's kind of show, maybe show the Kings of the West here a little bit of love, but 
Take us through your travel baseball experience. I know you, Landon, Brandon, played on some regional travel baseball team there for a while before joining the Canes. But kind of take us through your travel experience and how that led to the team you're on now. So I started travel ball when I was eight or nine years old. I played with this team called the Vipers, right? So it's kind of a long story. But I played with this team called the Vipers. I played up. So I was nine. I was nine. I was playing with 11U. I was playing with 11U. And then uh, it got towards the end of the season. And Bre- and Brandon Logan, the team Brandon Logan played for, his coach, his coach told me to come play for my age group. So I'm like, okay. Uh, towards the end of that season, I went to go play with Brandon's team. And, yeah, we, we played from 9U all the way up to – 14U with at, they were once called the Bulldogs but then they turned into the Summer City Vipers so we played with them and then 13U and 14U Landon Fry he he came to play with us for those two years and then 14U we played with we played with we tried for the Canes 14U fall we played with them in the fall and we played with them in the summer but we also played for our other team two four, so we played with two teams 14U okay so and then go- ever since then ever since then we've just been kicking with the Canes Okay, okay, there we go. So you must have had a good experience there that 14U summer, but uh, throwing it back to that 14U summer, what did that look like going from the Viper, or yeah, you said Summit City Vipers to the Kansas Midwest. Take us through that summer and what that schedule was looking like, you know, going back and forth with two different teams. Uh, Back then, I'm like, it wasn't really like, travel baseball wasn't really that crazy, I feel like. I feel like now it's like way more, I don't know, I feel like it's just way more um intense, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, back then our the schedule summer schedule wasn't. We had a lot more Grand Park tourneys, more uh, not not a the schedule back then does not match like anywhere near the schedule now. Mm-hmm. So for, yeah. So for you getting the chance to play for the Canes Midwest from fourteen U, fifteen U, sixteen U this past summer, and you know probably doing some fall events with them as well. I'm sure you've been able yeah. to build pretty good relationships with. Hunley, Hunter, Webb. I mean, I know they kind of keep the same coaches there for each age group. Kind of take us through the relationships you've been able to build with those three guys and maybe even some of the teammates you have on that Canes Midwest team as well. I love every single one of those coaches. Uh, Jay, let's start for just let's start for Jay. Uh, Jay is super cool. Like, you can kick it, laugh with him, but also he can be serious too. Like, get you in check to like you know play to your potential. And also, he'll get you out for exposure, all that other good stuff. Uh, Hunter, Hunter's like the peacemaker. Hunter's super cool. Uh, when stuff isn't going good, Hunter will try to lift us up. Also, g- great guy to talk to on and off the field. Webb, super close with Webb, super tight with Webb. Uh, Webb's our pitching coach, uh, super cool guy. Keeps it cool on the field. Never really gets too angry, but, you know, emotions happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm super close with all the coaches. And... I know, I'm, you know, the Fort Wayne boys, close with the Fort Wayne guys, Drew, uh, Brandon, Landon. Uh, but also, I'm I'm really locked in with Tanner Thomas, Eli Bennett, and o, L, OJ, Owen Jenkins. I'm, I'm really cool with those guys. I like Jaden Fowski, too. I love all my teammates, though. But those are most of the guys I hang out with. Okay, so you talk about the relationships you have there with Hunley, McIntosh there with Webb as well. One thing that the Canes Midwest do that not a lot of programs in the country do is where they keep the same coaches for the same age group and kind of stay with you guys from your 14U summer all the way up till your 17U summer. What benefits do you think that brings, you know, the Canes Midwest and you and all your teammates? Definitely chemistry. Uh, I feel like uh, ever, since 14, since 14U, our, our team has just kept building and building and building 
to be where we're at now, eighth in the country, as you as you know. Um, yeah, definitely team chemistry has is definitely there. We trust our coaches for sure. Uh, we better get we've played against the best competition in the country past two years, and it's, it's at the end of the day, it's all it all comes down to trust, and I, I trust my teammates and my coaches, and yeah. Okay, so you talk about how you guys are eighth in the country there for that 2025 class. Obviously, your guys' team, that 24 Canes Midwest, 26. You I mean, all these different Canes Midwest teams are so successful, have absolutely loaded rosters. Kind of take us through, through your eyes, what you think has led to this Canes Midwest success these past couple of years. Um, Definitely, definitely, uh, we definitely put the work in for sure. Putting the work in is is number one for that one. Uh, And – for new the new guys who've came to the our team at least I can't kind of I can't speak for other teams but I know there's some guys for the older team the older teams like only lost like one game this season and are we have some great 26s but uh we definitely ever since we started adding some guys and everybody put the work in we've been on a trend on a rise Kansas just gotta stay hot. Yeah, of course. Um, for So for you, you know, going through your 14, 15, 16 new summers now, three years with the Canes Midwest, kind of looking back on it, what are some of those favorite travel baseball memories that come to mind? Obviously, you guys are traveling to Florida, Atlanta, Hoover, going yeah. to North Carolina this past summer. I'm sure there's a lots of fun things that you're doing. Kind of take us through just your favorite travel baseball memories on the field, off the field. What would be some of those favorite memories? Definitely. Um. Well, for off the field with the Canes guys, Jay Jay is super good. He makes sure that like, we we get on the bus and do every tournament we do something with the team, like either go out to eat or like go to putt putt, top golf, something super fun. So definitely that keeps us entertained, fun. But my favorite baseball memory with the Canes, I say either so 15U, we went we were top four in WWBA. Uh, we at at fifteen, but this this last year, uh, getting that third place when you were there, getting that third place medal, uh, that was something to remember. That was something to remember for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you know. Not not a lot of teams get to go and uh, play down and carry for that USA baseball tournament. So definitely a cool experience for you guys. It was cool for on my end as well, just kind of seeing you know what's going on. You guys playing all those top tier teams like Wild Factor, like that Texas 12 team that you guys faced, and you know playing yeah. pretty dominant throughout that whole entire whole entire uh, week. Um, but kind of looking ahead to that 2024 summer. For you, being a guy who's in the class of 2024, what does that look like? Are you still going to be able to play travel baseball with the Canes there for that 17-year summer? What exactly is that plan at this moment in time? At this moment, at, at this moment, it just really depends. It depends on where I come in. If I go Juco, if I go Juco, I can play with the Canes next summer. But I don't know if I plan on going Juco. I've been talking to some smaller D1 schools. I plan on uh, committing to a smaller D- Division One school. So, uh, I might play for like an 18U team next summer. It just depends. The next summer is up for question, but definitely this fall I'm playing with the Canes. Definitely this fall. Okay, so but talk about 2024. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, but 2024 summer is up for up for question. Okay, so talking about this fall, kind of, you know, at this moment in time, I know you guys have about to have school to start. I know this is kind of like that dead period where there's no really tournaments going on. What is that plan for this fall yeah. with the Canes? Is it going to be one team? What, what what exactly is that looking like at this moment? Uh, Yeah, so for I know for a fact we're going down to Jupiter uh, this fall. And our 
So um, our six teams and seven teams from this last summer are going in to join in to combine into one team to go down to Jupiter. But um, for all the other attorneys, I'm not sure if we're keeping that same join combined team for the other attorneys or just Jupiter. I'm not sure, but definitely for Jupiter join team with our 17 and 16s. So making that transition from travel baseball to high school ball, you going into your senior year, kind of take us through these past three seasons, your freshman, sophomore, junior seasons, kind of take us through what that experience has been like so far. Okay. Freshman year. Um, Freshman year was, uh, it was, it was okay. I wouldn't say it was uh, my favorite. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't throw. So, you know, I'm a pitcher and I couldn't play the field. So I, I DH the whole season. It wasn't that great of a year, but uh, sophomore year was super fun. My, my 24 class at Northrop high school. Uh, we got a lot of guys. So uh, guys started putting in the work and starting to develop more and more sophomore year. Uh, I had a pretty, I had a good year sophomore year. And then going leading to the junior year, I had, I had also my, my, my freshman year, we won sectionals. So that was good. We won the regionals. Uh, we lost the regionals to, I think, Harrison. And then, um, but going into my junior year, I had high expectations for myself, super high expectations. Uh, uh, but I, ma- I had, I made all, first team all SAC in the, in my, in my city of Fort Wayne. So I was proud of myself for that. And I had a pretty good year. I had like a 500 OBP, like a three something batting average. I had a decent year. But going to my senior year, uh, I have high expectations for my 24 class. I think we got about maybe 10, 10, 11 guys in my class heading into my senior year. Uh, a few guys, Nathan Jessup, uh, Nolan Wilson, some guys like that. I'm very amped to play and finish off my high school with those guys. Yeah, I'm sure having having 10, 11 seniors on that on that baseball team, man, that, that's gonna be pretty huge. Um, kind of take us through the leadership of that team. Obviously, having that 10, 11, 12 seniors or so, take us through that leadership and where you kind of see yourself as a leader on that Northrop team. I'm de- I definitely want to take a, I definitely try to lead by example for my Northrop team. Uh, I'm definitely walking in this year, my senior year. I'm definitely walking in and trying to be like a more of like the team captain role. Uh, we we got we got a few guys probably would be team captain probably leave like me Nate a kid named Jaden Sloniker is a right-handed pitcher he plays for the Indiana Chargers uh uh go, yeah going to my senior year I want to play the leader role I want to like like if they see me in the weight room working out I want like the team to like feed off of my energy to get better on the field talking communicating uh getting better and off the field like going out to eat after practice or after practice or something. Like, did you know, just speak it, like speak winning into existence at Northrop. You know, I just want to have a good season to finish off my high school career. Okay, so now getting the chance to play Fort Wayne High School baseball for these past three years, going into your fourth year, kind of take us through what that Fort Wayne baseball baseball competition is looking like. Obviously, you have you guys there at Northrop, but then you have Landon Brandon at Snyder, Braden Thomas there at Dwinger. You know, Carroll's always good. Homestead has a couple guys mm-hmm. who are going to that D1 level as well. Kind of take us through what that Fort mm-hmm. Wayne baseball competition is looking like. So, uh, Fort Wayne competition, you're either playing a good team or we're not playing a good team, not 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 so good team. So we have it just it just varies. So sometimes you might like you might see like seventy five with a loopy curveball, but then next game you might see Brayden Thomas ninety three with like an eighty miles per hour slider. So it just really depends. And you know, Carroll always has some arms. Uh, Homestead has some arms. So 
the competition just varies. You just you know you know walking into the game if you're if you're gonna play like a a good or bad team really. Yeah. So with that competition that you're facing there in Fort Wayne, I think I was talking to Landon earlier. He said he got the chance to face you there at Parkview Field. Take us through that Parkview Field competition. What that was like, you know, becoming teammates to opponents there with Landon and Brandon. What that whole experience was like. Yeah. Oh, the Parkview Field game with uh, so I go to North, they go to Snyder, so we're team rivals. So. Uh, that game's always fun. Uh, my sophomore year there, freshman year, we, we I, the game went to like eleven innings. I think I, I think I closed that game. The game went to like eleven innings. We, I think we got them. Yeah, we beat them that year. Last year they got us like six to two. But the competition's always great. It's like, it's like you know the championship game feeling. You know. Yeah, of course. I remember, like I said, I'm from the 260 area, more on the suburbs part, but we got the chance to play at Parkview Field there one time, and that was a pretty cool experience yeah. for my, me and my high school guys. But I'm um, getting a chance to, like I mentioned earlier, go from teammates to opponents there with Brandon and Landon. Kind of take us through when you are facing those guys, what that approach and what that strategy is going into ABs against those two guys. So, um, like, so usually I'm always pitching against them. So against Brandon – I, against Brandon, you can I can I've known these I've known them for so long I just know how they play so it's just like it's kind of funny so against Brandon when I pitch against Brandon I don't know if he's gonna watch this I want to give him all the sauce next year but uh, <laughs> I can I can always tell I can tell always what he's sitting on so if I start fastball if I start fastball and he doesn't and he like and he's like it's either late or doesn't swing I know he's sitting curveball so I can just really just that's how I pitch against Brandon but Landon Landon he's a Pretty big hitter since stands over the plate a, a lot with big elbow guard. So you got to start him. You got to start him teeing the curveball. Maybe maybe try to gas him up high heat, but it just depends on that bat situation, who's on base. But yeah, the competitive spirit's always there. I love playing against them. My brothers going into the game, but as soon as the game starts, definitely enemies. High competitive, high competitive spirit. And but after the game starts, everything's cool. Love those guys. Yeah, I'm sure it's always cool to kind of talk to you guys in terms of like what it's like going from teammates with, you know, this is for everybody, like going from teammates in travel baseball to, you know, facing each other in the spring, kind of what that's looking like and what that, you know, approach, what that strategy is going into some of your former teammates. But last high school baseball question, you know, kind of overlooking at these past three years, you know, kind of take us through your favorite memories when it comes to your time there at Northrop. But again, on the field, off the field, spending some time with some teammates. What are some of those favorite high school memories that come to mind? Yeah, high school ball. I love high school ball. Um, high school ball and travel ball is way different though. So, high school ball. My favorite memory of high school ball uh, is definitely my freshman year. We won sectionals. We beat um the Calb. We beat the Calb in the sectional championship. My freshman year. That was probably my uh favorite moment of high school. Um, baseball. But off the field experiences. Uh, it's really, it's really, really a brotherhood at, at in high for my high school. It's like. We'll have practice like we'll have work on the field, then have practice, then work on the field again, and then go out to eat like with a certain group of guys. So it's it's like a, it's more like a we gotta take care of our baby, our field to keep it nice, and we gotta like you know so, and we played over spring break, so like we're not going on vacation during the season, nothing like that. Like we stay together, we stay, you know, we try to get a good team bond, good team chem, so we can win games. Yeah, of course. Um, So earlier you kind of talked about, you know, whether or not playing travel baseball next year is kind of up in the air because you're not sure if you're going JUCO, maybe going D1. Kind of take us through the whole recruiting process so far. 
Um, yeah, this just just this year only. I've been to a I've been to a, I went to the Eastern Illinois camp. They really like me. I've been in contact with them. Um, I'm so coming up during the fall. I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to have like a Zoom meeting with uh ISU. I mean USI. I'm sorry, USI. And then uh, uh, I got I'm I got offered by Indiana Tech and this other JUCO. I'm calling. I'm throwing a blank. My bad. Uh, so far, so I've I have two or three offers. I can't. Re- I have two or three offers. So the recruiting process has been it's been okay. It's been kind of slow, but I'm gonna just keep work. I'm just keep working and stay true to myself, and yeah. everything will fall out, fall into place. Puzzle yeah. pieces will land. Yeah, I'm sure. So as this recruiting process is getting ramped up for you, talking to a couple of different schools there, what are some of those key things that you're looking for when you're deciding between some of these different schools here in the Midwest? Definitely coaching staff. Uh, definitely coaching staff. Like it just depends. It just depends on everything, really. Like if I go to a school, like I definitely want the area to be nice. Like just going to a school, seeing it, I want the like the outside area to be nice because you know. Baseball is baseball is one thing. When when baseball is over with, like I got school and a normal life, so it's like when I'm there, you know, gotta make sure that's cool and up to par. Uh, coaching staff for sure. Uh, if I gotta before I commit, I gotta fall in love with the coaches. Pause, but I gotta fall in love with the coaches. Uh, and like the team, like the team, like when I'm visiting doesn't really matter. But I like to see diversity on teams. Like the, all different types of guys, just making it happen. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that all plays a factor. Okay, so you know, as you're talk, as as you start talking to all these different coaches, kind of take us through what those initial conversations are like. You know, maybe what are some questions that you're asking these coaches? What are some questions that those coaches are asking you? Whether that's on the phone, on Zoom, when you're there in person at a camp, what are some of those conversations looking like? Probably biggest, the biggest um question every coach asks me. Is like what, like what, I, what I want to do the next level. That's literally the biggest question of like what I want to do. Like, cause it, I'm, I pitch, I hit, I can play the field. It's like I can, uh, I do a lot of things. It's just like which one do I do the the best at the most elite level? And this year, I I feel like my bat, my bat showed definitely this year. Uh, that I that I can definitely hit at the next level because I've been playing against playing with playing with the best guys and against the best competition. So uh, I definitely feel like I showed that I can swing at the next level and hopefully the colleges will see that too. Okay. So are you thinking more of a two way or are you thinking you're like that, like that's what you're leaning towards as being a, you know, an actual hitter position player at that next level? Uh, No, definitely two way. Two way. Okay. So kind of take yeah. us through, Um, I guess we'll kind of move on to my next segment here when it comes to your on the field play. Um, I guess we'll start with pitching then we'll move into hitting, but on the pitching side of things, Kind of take us through when you're up there on that mound. Take us through that pitching repertoire. Maybe some mental cues that you have. Just take us through that that pitching repertoire. Yeah, towards the, I had a kind of had a slow start to my pitching, kind of a command issue towards the towards the uh, beginning of the season. But towards the end, I kind of uh my like my last start or my last uh close, I kind of figured it out a little bit. I gotta uh my mechanics. I gotta just I just focus on staying low, so I don't. So I can just stay through the zone and my velo, my velo's there. I just got to, st- like, my velo's mid to high eights. So I just got to stay low through the zone, make sure my uh, off speeds, my, make sure my off speeds on point, moving and stuff, keeping the batters on their toes. Okay, so when it comes to arm care, I know that was one thing I learned a lot about this past offseason when it came to Battle of Indiana. 
trying to learn when yeah. you guys, when all you different pitchers are, you know, ramping up or when you guys are deloading in the fall and kind of seeing when exactly that looks like. Take us through your yeah. arm care, obviously heading into this offseason, what that plan is to deload, that plan to ramp back up, and then arm care in season as well, going between outings. What does that look like in season and off season? Um, in season, in season, I'm just trying to uh stay healthy in between starts. You know, icing, maybe some bullpens. I'm just trying to make sure my arm feels good and healthy, healthy in between starts, or whenever I come in to pitch. But off season, uh, literally long toss, recovery, long toss, long toss, long toss. Trying to get my velo up there. Want to sit. Next year, like during high school season, next year, I want to sit realistically high eights and low nines. So if I can do that, I'll be pretty happy. And yeah, just keep, I just got to keep working. Okay. So with you being a pitcher, one big thing is having a pretty good relationship with your catcher. I know this Kingswood West team this past year added, you know, Jaden added Owen, two brand new catchers there to that roster. Take us yeah. through how important it is for you to build a relationship with that catcher, build some trust with them, and how do you kind of go about that when, you know, the Kingswood West or maybe some other teams when you get this college, what's that like when you're getting, you have a new catcher behind the plate? Um, With Jaden and OJ, it was definitely easy. They, as soon as they came to the team, they fit in instantly. Everything clicked with them. Yeah. Uh, Super cool guys. Uh, uh, but trusting – you got to trust your catcher for sure, like, to – like maybe if you spin one in the dirt for in like a for a 0-2 count and it's my man on third base or something, you gotta trust him like to block the like to block it. Like you definitely gotta trust your catcher. So and those guys both high division one level uh athletes commit. So you know he's pretty easy to trust them. On the high school side, uh kid named Aiden Schuler, I've been playing with him for a long time, so it was pretty easy to trust him. But if I'm meeting new guys, just pitching to them and communicating back and forth on certain little things that might bother you or make more like what you, what you want to change can uh, make sure that if you are pitching to a new catcher, make it go by smooth. All right. So moving from pitching to hitting, kind of take us through your hitting approach. You know, what's going through your mind as you're on deck, walking up to that batter's box. What are you trying to do with each at bat? And kind of what is that approach going into those different ABs? Okay. So definitely um, it all starts when I'm on deck for sure in the dugout really seeing seeing the velo seeing if he has got if the guy's got a good spinner good changeup, seeing what he's got going so it's, everything starts in the dugout then i get on deck i take my uh warm-up swings definitely timing up the pitcher um trying to trying to get my timing right so i can so if he if he starts curveball or throws curveball anytime in the count i can sit back throw the hands drive get a get a shot off that but as soon as i step in the box approaches to stay short try to I'll try to shoot everything middle depending on where the pitch is try to shoot everything middle uh try to stay through the ball middle of the field and try to get the first pitch fastball really okay so are you a big two-strike approach guy when it comes to that or what's that looking like I like to jump on them early for sure I like to see a fastball early drive something hard uh get on base but uh also it really depends I just get hit a lot I've got hit I, I probably like 20 something times this this summer and high school season, same thing. I hit like twenty. I'm like eighth all time in like Indiana history of getting hit. Like it's crazy, but yeah, I get hit a lot. But definitely start. I try to like start. I don't try to get behind the count. I try to like hit something cool, like middle for sure. Okay, yeah, I remember. Actually, I remember when we were down there and you guys were picking out all the different. Um, I guess the the new Under Armour stuff down there in that basement. Yeah. You picking up that G form thing? You're like, man, I, I definitely need this for the amount of times I get hit. I remember. Remember you talking Most about. Death. that. 
but uh, digging into the mechanic side of things, kind of take us through, you know, from that load up to that follow through, what exactly those mechanics are looking like and how maybe they evolved here these past couple of years. Are we talking about pitching or hitting? Oh, uh, hitting. You kind of dig into, you kind of dug into the pitching when I asked about the. Oh, I got you. So, uh, my my swings definitely changed over the years. Um, I'm I got like starting starting with the canes and like finishing with the canes. Um, for for this fall, uh, my swings definitely developed greatly. Um, I I can I can I see pitches very well. It, it this year everything was looking like a balloon up there. Really, everything was looking good. Um, swinging the swinging the wood, swinging the wood. My approach is never to like hit bombs with the wood, you know, because it's always like less power there. But I definitely try to. I, I always try to hit something hard up the middle for sure. I try to stay super short, hands close to my body, and just throw them out as soon as I see the ball. Okay, so you know, looking at your game's entirety, so from when you're up there on that mound with you in the batter's box, you maybe running bases, playing the field as well. If you were yeah. a scout watching your game. What would be that personal scouting report that you'd write up on yourself? Um, yeah, for, if I was scouting myself, I'll definitely, I'll definitely feel like I, I feel like I bring um competitive nature to our, to our team. Keep everything uh, I try to keep everything positive for us, you know. Cause you, you know we got top, like the best guys in in the country, really. I, in my opinion, at least, uh, we have like the best guys in the country. So, um, yeah, if I see a scout scouting me, I would definitely. A uh, strong, stronger build. If I was like for pitching, stronger build. Definitely a uh, uh, hard, quick, hard, firm fastball for sure. Uh, nice, quick, tight breaker. Definitely for if I was pitching. But hitting standpoint, that I would say, uh, quick. Definitely quick hands. Quick hands, solid base, and can definitely turn the ball. Okay, so digging into your development here a little bit. Last baseball question before we dig into that last segment. But, you know, as you look forward to these next, you know, this past, this next 12, 13 months or so before you step on a college campus, what are some of those biggest things, some of the key points of emphasis you're wanting to put on within your development before you get to that next level? Uh, I want to add, like I was saying earlier, I want to add that little bit of extra velo so I can so I can sit in the nines. Um, I want to get a little bit faster. I want to be like a six eight type of guy. I definitely got faster over this summer, but I want to be like a six eight type of guy. I'm a pretty bigger build, about six one, six foot, uh, two oh five. But definitely want to put on a little bit of speed for sure. And really, just if I just keep, I just want to stay active before I get to high school. Like, I mean, my bad, get to college and at the next level. I want to be in shape when I get there. So you know, like the early morning practices, all that. So I just gotta. Definitely, uh, I want to be in shape before I get there. And key standpoints to my game, I just want to uh get faster and throw a little bit harder. Okay, all right. You know that's always a good thing. You know, always love to throw harder. Always get run a little bit faster. But uh, digging into my last my last segment here, obviously, like I said before we started recording, I like to dig into the personal side of things to end it out. So first question here: passions beyond the game of baseball. Let's say you got a cope with some stress, maybe take your mind off of something. What are some of those passions, maybe some of those hobbies that you have beyond the game of baseball? Yeah, so um, I get texts all the time. I get texts all the time. Like, I'm never on my phone that much now. I get texts all the time. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you not texting back? I'm always at the gym. I like working out. I like to lift. Uh, I like – if I wasn't – if I if I was still playing football, that would probably take that little part away. But, like, I like to, like, push – like, pushing that heavy weight up putting all your might into something like that's definitely a stress relief right there. Uh, lifting, 
lifting is definitely a therapy for me. And it also helps a lot with baseball, you know what I'm saying? So that I like to I like to be in the gym, I like to work out, I like to stay active. Okay. So from on the motivation side of things, what is that deep down internally there for you that helps you get out of bed every morning, helps you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person, what continuously motivates you to get into that gym? Take us through what those motivations are. Um, definitely uh, family for sure. And also like looking back at pictures of myself when I was younger playing baseball, uh, just m making sure I stay true to myself and um, making sure I stay true to myself and make sure I can, uh, fulfill the dream that that kid, like me as a kid that I had when I was younger, make sure I can fulfill that for myself and stay, stay in myself. Okay. So as you talk about fulfilling that dream, kind of taking that question a little bit further, perfect picture of your life 20 years down the road, you're probably what, 37, 38 years old at that point. Take us through that perfect picture. Everything's going right. What does that look like? You said 20 years from now? Yeah. Oh, 20 years from now. Okay. Definitely retired. I want to be definitely retired by then. Hopefully, I had a. Hopefully, I made it to the league. Hopefully, I made it to the league. But at least, hopefully, I just got paid off baseball. Regardless, if I if I made it to the MLB over, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, I just got paid off baseball. Um, probably. I don't know if I want too many uh little ones around. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Maybe one or two kids. Nice, nice wife. Happy, like happy life for sure. Good life. I'll probably definitely not in Fort Wayne anymore. But but yeah, had I, I just want to be able to look back and and like I'm my biggest critic, so I want to be able to look back and say to myself that I had a good career. Okay, so you talk about moving out of that's that. That's my biggest. That's my biggest goal. Okay, so you talk about moving out of that two six zero area. What's that dream location for you? Dream location. Uh, I sweat a lot. So Florida and Alabama now. That's not really my style. I don't I'm not really liking that. Really, it's too hot. Too 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 hot. Um, but I like, uh, I don't really have a dream location. Cause he's like, you know, like if you, when you get to the league, you, wherever you get drafted is where you're going to be at. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. It just really depends on time will tell time will tell for sure. Okay. All right. So I got four more questions here for you before we end it off. I'm going to go ahead and ask them in sets of two. So first set here, coolest contact in your phone, you're scrolling through, seeing all these different contacts, who would be that coolest contact in your phone? And then TikTok for you page. Log on to TikTok, scrolling through TikTok. You know, what are some of those TikToks that you're seeing on your for you page? Coolest contact. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean coolest contact? Like maybe a contact that not a lot of people have or. Ooh. That's no, kind of how I go with it. I got to think. I got to think. I got to think. I don't know. I don't like celebrity kind of. I mean, you're a high school kid. I don't expect you to have too many celebrities in your yeah, phone. Yeah, I don't have. But... I don't really have. I don't have any celebrities in my phone for real. But probably one of the, like the older Canes guys that's in college now. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that's probably the coolest. Maybe that's the coolest contact. Uh, and my for you page. My for you page is definitely somewhere I'm, I'm at. When I'm on my phone, it's, it's somewhere where I'm. You will see me at is my for you page for sure. I like TikTok, but okay, so are you? Uh, you definitely about... see. What'd you say? So no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my for you page. You'll probably you'll see memes, funny, funny vids. Nothing serious on my for you page for sure. Uh, TikTok's just a fun little app I, that I like to be on. Yeah, definitely just fun, just fun stuff. Okay, all right. So last two questions. I'll go ahead and ask you before we end it off. So go to playlist. Let's say you're making a long drive. You know, obviously from Fort Wayne down to North Carolina or down to Atlanta, down to Hoover, wherever. I mean, those aren't short drives. So I'm sure you're throwing on a little bit of different types of music, maybe some podcasts, oh, yeah. whatever. 
what is that go-to playlist, you know, genre, singer, like I said, podcast as well, if you like to listen to a certain podcast. And then final question, you get to a college campus next fall, you get the opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What would be that dream brand for you to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? All right, so uh, let's go to the music question. Music, I'm a big music guy. As you, I don't know if you remember, but the speaker, Kane speaker, definitely like to vibe out with the speaker, chill, kick with the guys. Webb's, Webb's a big, Webb, Coach Webb, big music guy too, love Webb. Uh, but you'll definitely, I'm, I'm listening to rap for sure. I listen to R&B too though. Like you you can, I, I listen to like SZA, like SZA, I, I mess with SZA bro, I mess with SZA for sure. But my main, main, uh, Main artists, I like Lil Baby, you know, Young Boy, stuff like that. Cool, cool, cool stuff. Trying to get hype. Cool, chill. And my, what was the other question again? Dream, Dream NIL brand to endorse. Dream NIL, definitely Nike. I don't, Nike has been wearing Nike ever since I was a kid. That's definitely Dream NIL, Nike for sure. Okay, awesome. Well, that's kind of, you know, obviously Nike being probably the biggest brand in, you know, not even baseball, but just, you know, sports in general. I mean, that's a pretty Literally. fun answer here on the podcast. But, man, yeah. that's the final question here for you before we end it out. You know, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I know it's, you know, taking, what was it, probably 40 minutes here early in the morning, right before, right, your your last couple of days of summer, had to wake up, you know, somewhat early to get this podcast out. But, man, really appreciate it. And, you know, as you go through, as you go through this fall, go through next summer, continue to go through this recruiting process. I do want to wish you the best of luck. Obviously, with me being in the state, of, being in the game of baseball, being from the state of Indiana, this won't be the last time we talk. But you know, I always like to throw that out there, man. But you know, again, thanks for coming on the show, and best of luck as you go through the rest of your career. Definitely, really appreciate you. Thanks for having me.